Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 51 of the Dason Digest podcast. I'm Travis Jones, a liaison clinical pharmacist with Dason, and today's episode is special because this week is Antibiotic Awareness Week. This episode is being recorded on the evening of Wednesday, November 23rd, and that's right, the evening before Thanksgiving. So before I begin, I'd like to wish everyone a very happy Thanksgiving. I hope you all get to spend some quality time with your friends and your family and share a fantastic meal. Now back to the episode. As you all know, uh, it's Antibiotic Awareness Week, as I've already mentioned, and our team at Dason has spent this week highlighting resources from Dason via daily emails to our member hospitals. On Monday, we shared information about one of our fan favorites, our Dason newsletters. On Tuesday, we highlighted some of the Dason toolkits that our team has developed over the last several years. And on Wednesday, we highlighted our webinars, which are always popular. Today being Thanksgiving, we're excited to highlight the Dason Digest podcast. And I can't think of a better way to end Antibiotic Awareness Week by reviewing the most recent report on antibiotic use in the United States, published by the CDC for the year 2022. Each year around this time, the CDC publishes a report titled Antibiotic Use in the United States, Progress and Opportunities. And this year's version was released earlier this month. And this report has several areas of focus that I'll briefly recap for you today. First, this report highlights new findings from large CDC studies. Second, the report highlights stewardship in acute care hospitals and provides data on the percent of hospitals in each state that have implemented the core elements of antimicrobial stewardship, as well as hospitals reporting data to the National Healthcare Safety Networks, or NHSNs, antibiotic use, or AU option. Third, the report provides an update on outpatient and nursing home uh, antibiotic use. And finally, the report describes the path forward to improving antibiotic use, optimizing patient care, and reducing antibiotic resistance. In reviewing this report, I'd like to follow the framework and begin briefly uh, reviewing some of the studies that the CDC highlighted in this report. In the first CDC study highlighted, which was published in February of 2022, the authors examined antibiotic prescribing and factors that influence prescribing rates among older adults. And when I say older adults, I mean over 65 years of age. They captured data from the CMS Part D prescriber public use files to determine higher volume antibiotic prescribers in outpatient settings compared with lower volume prescribers. Their study year was 2019, and in this year, over 59 million antibiotic prescriptions were written to this patient population. And the authors found that 41%, almost half, of these antibiotics were prescribed by the top 10 highest prescribers. So think about this, 10% prescribed over 40% of all antibiotics for adults 65 years of age and up. It's pretty staggering when you think about it. They found the most common specialties with higher volume prescribers were family practice and internal medicine, which isn't really surprising based on the type of patients that they see. Uh, but ultimately, this study, no doubt, demonstrated that there's work to do in outpatient stewardship, but um, it also described how the CDC and other uh, centers can uh, use large data sets like these to identify potential outlier prescribing practices among physicians. 
Another study examined antibiotic prescribing among outpatients with COVID-19 related visits from April 2020 to April 2021. These study authors used Medicare carrier claims and Part D event files to identify beneficiaries with a COVID outpatient visit and an associated antibiotic prescription. Because this study was on Medicare recipients, the authors looked primarily at patients 65 years and up who had in-person or telehealth visits during this time frame. And these visits included trips to their regular doctor's office, urgent care clinic, and emergency department. And to identify visits with a primary diagnosis of COVID-19, they used ICD-10 ICD codes, as you'd expect. But what they also did was excluded any visits for COVID-19 that also had an additional diagnosis code for a condition in which an antibiotic uh, would be prescribed. Visits were linked to an antibiotic prescribed within seven days before or after the visit. And the authors found that 29.6% of all COVID-related outpatient visits resulted in a prescription for antibiotics. So nearly one-third of COVID-related outpatient visits were associated with an antibiotic prescription. Of course, prescribing rates varied by month and correlated with COVID-19 waves. But regarding the setting, antibiotic prescribing was highest in the emergency department at around 34%, followed by telehealth at 28.5%, urgent care at almost 26%, and just your regular doctor's office at 23.9%. Regarding the specific antimicrobial agents, azithromycin was the most frequently prescribed antibiotic at 51%, followed by doxycycline at 13%, amoxicillin at 9.5%, and levofloxacin at 6.7%. Surprisingly, younger, older adults, meaning those 65 to 74 years of age, received antibiotics more frequently than older adults. Not surprising uh, to me, the authors found that antibiotics were prescribed more often in the South at 36.5% as compared with other regions. Uh, which ranged from 22% in the Northeast to 27.2% in the Midwest. Overall, the authors concluded that stewardship programs should continue to focus on education, highlighting that antibiotics are not effective against viruses. And I think that's something we all can do to optimize antibiotic prescribing in outpatients. The final study highlighted in this latest report used machine learning and modeling to examine drivers of inappropriate antibiotic use for acute respiratory illnesses. The authors utilized the IQVIA medical claims data set and the IQVIA longitudinal prescription data from October 2018 through September 2019 in order to complete this study. This data set is very large and contains data from 92% of all retail pharmacy transactions. Similar to the prior study that I highlighted, the authors linked visits with prescriptions with a healthcare encounter, but in this study, they used a three-day window instead of a seven-day window. And of course, they used ICD-10 codes to define encounters in which antibiotic prescriptions would be considered inappropriate. So for example, they looked at encounters with a diagnosis of asthma, allergy, bronchitis, influenza, viral upper respiratory tract infection, and non-suppurative otitis media without a diagnosis for which an antibiotic may be indicated. I don't want to get too into the details as to how they perform their machine learning analysis because, quite frankly, I don't understand it very well, but I would like to share their key findings. 
So what did the authors find? For the time period in question, there were a total of almost 42 million visits for antibiotic inappropriate acute respiratory illnesses. This 42 million does not mean that 42 million patients were prescribed antibiotics, but rather they were able to identify 42 million visits that had ICD-10 codes consistent with visits that would not need an antibiotic. So among these 42 million visits, approximately 11% received an antibiotic. Regarding their fancy machine learning model, the authors found that urgent care states in the South and older patient age mix were the strongest predictors of inappropriate antibiotic prescribing. Overall, and I believe the, the main point of this study was really to demonstrate that machine learning can be a valuable tool in targeting antimicrobial stewardship interventions, especially in large data sets, such as the one used in this study. So moving on to the next part of the latest CDC's uh, report, it highlights hospital participation in the core elements of antimicrobial stewardship, which at this point we're all probably really familiar with. The states represented by our DASON hospitals all have very high compliance rates. And I'd like to think we played a small role in uh, that finding. But the compliance rates in Georgia were 98%, in North Carolina were 99%, in South Carolina, 99% as well, and in Virginia, 96%. So this report also highlighted something relatively new from the CDC, and that is a list of priorities for hospital core element implementation. This priority list exists to describe opportunities to enhance hospital antimicrobial stewardship programs. Although I think most, if not all of our hospitals have already implemented these priorities and have really gone above and beyond, I wanted to mention this section of the report just for completeness, but ultimately there's a section that describes kind of in greater detail what specifically the CDC is looking for out of the core elements of antimicrobial stewardship in the acute care hospital setting. This report also provided an update uh, regarding NHSN AU data submission, noting that there are now more than 2,400 acute care hospitals across the U.S. that have submitted at least one month of data to the AU option as of August 2022. Of these 24 hospitals, 2,283 regularly report AU data. So that's a strikingly different than several years back. And I think it's been exciting to see the number of hospitals that report AU data to the NHSN grow over the last, the last several years. And there's no doubt that national benchmarking using the Standardized Antibiotic Administration Ratio, or SAR, will continue to improve as more hospitals report their AU data. And one thing we've found recently is that the NHSN will be issuing state-specific SARs so that your hospital could, you know, especially if you're in a state where antibiotic prescribing is higher, then when you compare your SAR to your state, it won't look, um, you know, you won't be such an outlier as comparing, you know, your, your SAR to the rest of the country. So that's something certainly to look forward to um, regarding uh, NHSNAU data. The next section of the report highlights outpatient antibiotic use and antibiotic use in nursing home facilities. Interestingly, the report highlights they're finding that outpatient antibiotic prescribing decreased substantially during the COVID-19 pandemic. But despite this reduction in overall outpatient antibiotic use, 
they note that antibiotic prescribing weight rates were quite varied, um, and particularly by state. And once again, use rates were higher among states in the South. And so among states represented by our Dason hospitals, outpatient prescriptions per 1,000 of the population uh, were as follows. So in Virginia, they came in below the national average at 592 prescriptions per 1,000 residents. North Carolina was next at 644, followed by Georgia at 749. And lastly, South Carolina at 765 prescriptions per 1,000 residents. The national average was around 636 prescriptions, and the lowest state was Alaska at 354. The highest state was Mississippi with 1,083. So think about that. That's basically at least one prescription for every resident in the state of Mississippi. Pretty striking. One really cool feature of this report is that they include a link to a separate CDC site with interactive displays of outpatient antibiotic use. And on this site, you can look at outpatient antibiotic prescribing by age and sex. And you can also look at the most frequently prescribed antibiotics. I'm happy to report that the most common antibiotic classes prescribed were penicillins and cephalosporins. And if you're interested in learning more about outpatient antibiotic prescribing, I'd encourage you to check out uh, this section uh, of the report as well as the interactive website. It was really fun to play around with. Regarding antibiotic use in nursing homes, the report highlights data from a recent study evaluating over 300,000 antibiotic orders in 1,664 U.S. nursing homes in 2016. They found that in a single year, 54% of all residents received at least one antibiotic, and the overall rate of antibiotic use was 88 days of therapy per 1,000 resident days. The three most common antibiotic classes prescribed were fluoroquinolones at 18%, cephalosporins at 18%, and urinary agents such as nitrofurantoin at 9%. Two things stood out to me in this study. First was the high rate of fluoroquinolone use, especially in light of the prior data in outpatients that I shared that penicillins and cephalosporins were the most frequently prescribed antibiotics. Why is it that in patients that are likely to experience the most negative side effects associated with fluoroquinolones, we're prescribing them uh, more fluoroquinolones. And of course, I'm talking about elderly patients. Um, you know, but it's not only the side effects, also think about, you know, drug-drug interactions, the risks of C. difficile infection, as well as QTC prolongation. I guess I would have thought that the fluoroquinolone use rates would have been lower in nursing home patients than in just general outpatients. The other finding is that the median duration of antibiotics was seven days, which seems to be a little on the high side for me. After all, as we say here in Dayson, five is the new seven. So hopefully in the future, they can get that number closer to five. But the final two sections of the report highlight resources available to the public regarding appropriate antibiotic use. And the CDC has a lot more to offer this year than in previous years. For example, this year, they have a guide specifically addressing how to perform antibiotic prescribing feedback with peer comparison in outpatient practices. A new poster for community pharmacists highlighting five ways they can be antibiotics aware, a new toolkit on effective communication strategies in the nursing home setting, and a number of downloadable posters highlighting appropriate antibiotic use in general. 
The easiest way to find this content is to click the link in the episode notes and scroll all the way down to the bottom. And there's a section titled resources, and it really highlights the latest and greatest from the CDC. But that pretty much wraps up the latest report on antimicrobial use in the United States by the CDC. Um, and that wraps up this special episode of the Dayson Digest published on Thanksgiving in honor of Antibiotic Awareness Week. Of course, the Dayson Digest podcast publishes new episodes every other Friday, and we hope you listen next time. Thank you all for tuning in, and until next time, take care.